for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's the final part of our live from the Elk Bros 2021 Elk Camp OTC Elk Hunting in beautiful Colorado. Last week, Monado drew first blood, punching his tag with a cow elk. Up next, three more of the Elk Bros share stories, lessons, and their quest to punch their tag OTC style. Find out for yourselves all the adventures, the laughs, and the low points that we deal with. A ton of learning moments are going to be shared along the way. And in true Outgrows fashion, we share, teach, and hopefully help you learn from both our failures and triumphs. So let's get right into it. Oh, yeah. Remember, in addition to our live show, we will be also doing a special show on our insights and things that we learned while hunting OTC in Colorado. More of that to come. Things that you won't want to miss. So with that said... We're going to jump right into it. Pull up a chair, adjust your volume just right, and welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting, brought to you by ElkGrows.com, with your host, Gilbert Ornelas, and elk hunting coach, Joe Gilly. You want to hunt elk? They live to hunt elk. Their goal is to share with you what they have learned grinding it out for over 35 seasons, doing what they love. So come on into camp and set a spell. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunters. And I, I think there's, uh, you, you made another point about a legal animal. Yeah. And, and that is one thing that is different for us because yes. all of, um, almost all of us had the ability to shoot a spike, oh, which yeah. in New Mexico, <clears throat> We it's would have illegal. lowered that. I mean, I came across two or three spikes that yeah. were shootable. Mm-hmm. Chav had a spike that was shootable. I don't know where you guys. I think RC, you had a spike that was shootable. Yeah. As well. I you had know, two so this th- you know, there were tags that would have been filled 
back home yes. that, that wasn't when, when that happened. So yeah. make sure you know what a legal animal, because in Colorado, it has to have a brow tine of five, five inches, inches or at least five four inches. points on one side. Yeah. It's not, it has to have a five inch brow tine and four points. It's right. it's a, an yeah. or thing. Either, there, so. either at least yeah. five inches on a brow tine yeah. or or four points on one side right absolutely yeah so yeah. well i think uh i came to colorado with a mindset of you know as always trying to have fun in the woods that's that's all i enjoyed and if i kill an animal that's 10 percent for me yeah. i mean for me i know for everybody it's like i gotta kill an elk that's okay right. but for me it's just 20 percent yeah what i enjoy is Making a fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, like of course, I love killing an elk and I love being in the woods. That's yeah. what I truly love. But if I don't kill an animal, uh, I'll... Had a great trip. Yeah, I mean, it's all about friendship. Yeah, and It's all about yes. to hunt. That's right. Because the war hunt is not killing something. It's That's just right. conservation. It's uh, it's sure. several things together. Sure. And, and, and then next up, the Knox Ornellis connection. Yeah, man. Uh, team Knox was was uh, on the on the grid. You were with them too, Randy, had, on that, right? Yeah, we yeah. had we had uh, the cat killer with us as well, starting out. And I mean, he he got dinged up first uh, out of the gate, so he was by himself there. Uh, he even had a really good encounter where he called in a bull himself, and uh, you know, a little gust from the gods got to him, and you know, that's going to happen as you as you that's do elk this. Hunting. Yeah, that's elk hunting. That's and uh, but. The, the things he's taken away from that is he has the ability now to make that happen. You know, and look, I'm telling you right now, it was hard up here, Joe. You know, it's hard getting bulls to talk. It was hard getting cows to respond to any type of thing. What about know? terrain, Beto? Yeah, so look, I mean, this is huge country that we're in. I'm not going to tell you where we are, but I can tell you this. It's <clears> a big country. Going it's, up. Yeah, it, all it, and um, down. I mean, absolutely, <laughs> uh, up and down is tough. And There's lots of deadfalls. It's real steep country. Like I said, when we got here, didn't know the road systems, so we're starting from the bottom. Uh, you know, everybody's sharing information, and uh, it's going good. Everybody's in elk the first couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, RC and I uh, as well. I mean, you know, we we we're seeing elk and hearing you know hearing very little talking. I think uh, everybody saw an elk every oh, yeah. day. We yeah, just know. about. We yeah. Just about. Yeah. And, and had some situations yeah. where, you know, you're going to deal with the pressure when you're doing over-the-counter, you know. Absolutely. Uh, and you're doing uh, public land. So, I mean, it, it's part of it. We made some acquaintances here, guys that are going to be listening to our podcast and everything. Uh, RC will give you a little lowdown on what happened to us today. But, you know, right out of the gate, I mean, we decided that, you know, uh, with the mafia's help, too, that... 10.5, 10.6 was going to be the right areas to be in on these ridge tops. These elk were using these ridge tops to, to travel from corridors from drinking, yeah. feeding, and bedding, and that's what they were using. And it wasn't a whole lot of them, right? But we got right in there amongst them, didn't we, RC? Yeah. And uh, right out the gate, you know, we had a, a, a pretty good hunt. And uh, we found some bulls in a park, and we put a little scenario on, and RC and I even said, listen, this could go one or two ways. That that bull's got to come across a a barrier or a uh, boundary, and 
what it was a can little canyon, a little trinoff that runs through there. A separating what? A what? Trinoff. 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 He, he woke out. up this morning <laughs> with his <laughs> <trinoff>. <laughs> I knew he was going to pull off. He does that every time. He just gets up in the morning and Googles all this that word, that, that word right there was used by one of my very close friends. And late, the late Tony Casenza would say anything that had a little creek channel or something like that, he'd call it a trinos. So that little trinos was a separation between us and the bulls, RC. So we decided we weren't going to chance at going up on the side where the bulls were we had eyes on them uh we were going to stay quiet and get in there in their bubble which is about 150 yards before we made a peep uh we could have probably got in there a little tighter if we would have went across that little ridge and got up on their level uh, we talked about it didn't we rc we knew we had to risk if we stayed on the other side trying to call them to us it may go good, it may go bad. We had Brendan we, in the flying V, we had Brendan on this side, we had RC on this side in case they decided to come around and try to get our wind. So everything was right. Got in that bubble with about 225 yards. Man, I started off slow, slow, slow with cow calling and stuff like that. Bulls didn't respond. I mean, nothing, right? So I escalated that into a little bit more of a, a, a breeding sequence where I've got a bull with a hot cow, and now I'm displaying, raking trees, and starting that over to see if I can get them to respond. So well, I did, look, did you, I'm sorry, uh, sure. but did you change up your cow calls during that? A or? bunch. Yeah, I mean, and, from slow to, you know, mewing, uh -huh. contact buzzing, so, the whole nine yards, so calf, lost cow call, uh, you know. So you threw in the gamut. Yeah, threw in the gamut. So now, <laughs> so now we're like, okay. They're not responding, and we don't have eyes on them because we've moved in a different direction. So I told I told RC, I said, y'all, get ready because I'm, I'm going to plan B, which is started raking, panting, glunking. I'm talking to a cow now as a bull, and I'm not, I'm not even worried about those bulls. Well, all of a sudden, I look at RC Knox, and he, st he spins. Well, when he spins, I'm like, uh-oh, something's going on. I take off and run the different direction, right? And I'm going to pull those bulls to him. Well, what was happening was the bulls were coming, huh, RC? No, oh, yeah, they yep. were coming up on top of that hill. And, yeah, let them know. Yeah, and, and it was like to come. Well, you couldn't really see them, or uh, you could. Every once in a while, you hear a branch break or something, so you were kind of really studying the area. But, but it was like once you did that, and I almost I was at the time I was going. Yeah, be quiet. You know, be, yeah. be quiet Stop. and go, you yeah. know, and right. and you read my mind because we hadn't talked about that and it was it was perfect because once you did, they they came to the inside. edge of the ridge. They came right to the edge of the ridge and was <laughs> they was looking. They were looking. But you they know? weren't convinced. But they, they couldn't see any elk, Joe. That's right, man. Well, they they want to visually confirm. Exactly. And they could see across and elk have an incredible sense of where it came from direction yeah well, be able to pinpoint where that to came pinpoint from. it you yeah. know and so it was like they were really studying right there where he was at he's already moved from there and it didn't but they were they just never did come across yeah and, so. and in retrospect, we probably should have chanced getting up there on that same level because they were above us, right? Probably should have chanced getting up there, but I was worried about, you know, as as it was starting to dry out and everything was 
was sounding like you walking on post toasties or mm-hmm. cornflakes yes. as yeah. you're going up. It got real noisy. Huh? Yeah. yeah. And so I, well, what we talked about is not blowing them out of there and just trying to get them to come to us. Had I had to do it over again now knowing what I know, I'd have snuck in there like a like a thief in the night, and they'd have never known. We'd have put the Mohican sneaking on them and got in there and smoked one of them. I mean, because right. these bulls were pressured up. They didn't like the talking going on, and the more you talk to them, yeah. most of the time it just yeah. didn't happen. Right? Yeah. So we, we went went with that the first couple of days, you know, and uh, in and out of, of, of close encounters. We just couldn't get it done. Came back, talked to the mafia, they said, look, man, that, this ridge is loaded, you know, and we're going to the top of another ridge. I said, well, listen, I'm going to that ridge where y'all are talking about, and we're going to go see what the hoopla is. Who was the one who gave you the point? Both of y'all. Both of y'all told oh, me. You're going to get me mad. Mad, <laughs> 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 please. Well, 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 first, off, first off, Manano told me exactly where he killed his cow and then he said listen we're not gonna be there you guys walk up in there if you want to right and uh and then i talked to luis about the level that they were that they were hunting what what would the level was and he told me he said listen dude that stuff's gonna be treacherous getting up in there and he wasn't lying i mean me brendan and rc got in there that morning brendan's foot had healed up enough where he could get back and kind of hobble and grind with us and man, it was a ascent to the top that morning. We we started at daylight sun, and it was like eight o'clock before we got up there, man. I mean, it was dead fall city, and I mean, it is like that. So uh, we got up in there, and we were wore out. I mean, all three of us. So we got up there by this little walla, and uh, we're just standing. Let, let me move back. As we got to one bench, okay which there's like three benches there. But as we got to one bench in this clearing, I put on a scenario, Mr. Mr. Knox had to go use the bathroom. So I put, I put Brandon out front. I put Brandon out front in the, under a big old spruce tree, and I could just see these bulls come pouring into us, right? I mean, you got to visualize this stuff. So if you, you haven't know. picked anything up yet, it's important to go to a... When you do that, good things happen. Yeah, yes. so, that's, that's, so evidently, don't learn how to call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. just go to the bathroom when nature calls. Yeah, just just yeah. just eat a bunch of junk the night before. Do yeah, something yeah. Yeah. activa, and you'll yeah. be all set. That's right. Paella, I mean, all that's going to get you going, right? So. So as we yeah. motored, motored ourselves up that mountain, You're taking a RC had the urge. So he bailed off, and I told Brandon, I said, "Get out front, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna light the woods on fire here. We're gonna do some cow calling, and now I'm gonna do some bugling." And you know, I'm kind of like Joe. I mean, I get frustrated because I'm not getting any response. So I'm just gonna throw, you know, throw everything at him at the kitchen sink. I figure, what we got to lose ain't nothing what talking, you got to right? Lose, right? So man, I ripped off some nasty bugles starting out, and then I started with some cow calls lightly, and then everything. I just escalated that into another little slow play sequence, and man, we went to you know, uh, cracking brush and stuff like that. RC was back there going, man, that sounds like a real fight going on. You know, he's like, wow. He said, man, he said a couple times I thought they were real cows come walking up in here. So uh, it, it sounded really good. RC came back. 
Nothing came in that set. And look, we were waiting 30, 45 minutes in each one of these sets. And I think, you know, Palmadale touches on it. You got to wait. You got to give them time. Yeah. And maybe we didn't give them enough time. Maybe we needed it. And this is because of what's coming. You'll understand we didn't give them enough time. So we learned something there. We decided to hop up to the next bench, which there's a wallow there. Okay. And look, we fought our way up to that next bench. And we get up there and not... I don't know. We're there maybe ten minutes, all of ten minutes, and these these daggum diver ducks drive fly into the wallow, right? And we're standing there looking at one another. And I said, "Look at that!" And, and our, what kind of duck is that? And R.C. goes, "When they're in the mud, so I call them a mud duck." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "No, that's a scorpion. We call them scorpions at the house." And Never heard like, of a scorpion. Yeah, duck. Well, it's Lower. just a term that, oh, okay. that, that we use, that right? Use, okay. I don't know that that's a technical term for I the duck. See. We call it scorpion ducks. And we had real thin bills and long necks and everything. And so I'm, I'm, I said, I'm going to get my, my video camera out. I get my video camera out and I start filming the ducks and everything. And <laughs> Brendan and RC are talking about the ducks. We're standing in the woods. Okay, we're not like just standing in the wide open. But we're not we're, in the woods a whole lot. We're not in the woods a whole lot, but we've got a backdrop behind us. And uh, we're standing there talking, and I'm filming like this, and I turn and look, and I see antlers walking up. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't want to say anything loud. I said, there's a bull to the right. <laughs> and I'm like, That's awesome. There's a bull to the right. R.C. turns and looks, and he goes, and then, and then Brendan turns and Oh my God! And Aaron, that bull was coming to see who the heck had been throwing the party, right? Yeah. And why he wasn't invited. Everybody <laughs> left him before he came for the party. Exactly. Home, see. So he walks in there. This is epic, man. I'm telling you, there's three dudes standing there next to one another, elbow dang near to elbow. <laughs> Brendan's bow is at his feet because he's. You know, he's tired like the rest of us, man. He was making a video. He's filming ducks. He's filming ducks. I'm filming ducks. <laughs> well, when I see this bull walking, I got this little call pocket. I don't know if y'all can see it right here. At least you can put application for National Geographic yeah. now. So I'm filming ducks like this. I'm filming ducks like this. And when I see the bull, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I didn't even turn the, the audio off. <laughs> so, Joe, I think you're going to have a whole bunch of audio on there you know, that I can give to you. I saw the bull, and I just immediately went just like this and slid my phone into my call pocket right here. And I, I've got my bow right here. I reached up, grabbed my bow, and we're holding it. RC and I are both trying to get an arrow knocked, okay? Because look, whoever gets the arrow knocked first probably going to win this them. deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> and nobody is wanting to scare this bull off because he is walking in. He's 18 he's yards. He's 18 yards oh, from us, wow. He's 18 John, yards. Okay? He's walking in, pretty as you please, looking around like, man, where in the world did the party go, man? He is literally looking around for who's making all that racket, you know? So he, he looks at the pond and he looks at the ducks and he looks over there towards us and he just walks right in there, dives his head down in there and he's, you know, chomping around and slurping water up and everything. And RC and I are trying to get an arrow knock. So RC, he gets an arrow loose first and goes clonk right into my grunt tube, okay? And, and the bull raises his head up, Joe. Looks he's like, he's yeah. got stuff hanging out of his mouth, and he's looking at us yeah, like, right. what in the world was that over there? <laughs> yeah. That ain't no natural sound. At that point, I was, reaching, I was reaching down for my bow at that point, and you know, I'm like, oh, well, this is this is kind of a race, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm reaching down for my bow, clunking. 
Okay, that's it. So we all we all telling each other. We all telling each other when we can move. Okay, yeah. he's not looking. Go ahead. So uh, the, the bull had it. Bull put his head back down. He did this three times, Joe. Put his head back down. This time I unknock an arrow and it clank. hits my buckle. Clank like an like zip, zip. And man, he he's looks back at us again and I mean he is confused all of this while he's still like at 18 20 yards he's drinking drinking water he's got stuff hanging out of his lips and everything man and he's looking at us like man I'm not feeling too cool about this right (laughs) but his instinct goes away he ain't we're in our good camo and everything we got a good backdrop boom he shoves his head back down in the water I'm like oh my gosh I cannot believe it this time I get the arrow knocked, okay, and and he's still got his head down. Well, RC's going to draw because he's got his arrow knocked too. Well, he tries to draw, and he clanks into my, my deal, and then rubs his his arm elbow back on the on the brush, and, and that the bull couldn't handle that crap no more, man. He jerked his head up, man, and here he went to trotting off. Well, as soon as he trotted off, I drew, and uh, I got my draw done. He started trotting off. Yeah. I screamed a little cow call, yeah, yeah, and y'all see it on video, because uh-huh. I'm telling you, Brendan Houlihan, camera A with our group, he had <laughs> it on video and had his rangefinder yeah. in the other hand. Yeah, because you can hear in the video, you hear 53. <laughs> yeah, this bull runs out in front of us. I scream, scream a little cow call, yeah, yeah, and he stops their fatal flaw, Joe. Fatal what, flaw. What are they going to do? They're going to stop and turn broadside. Broadside. I had it at 50, my 50-yard pin on him. I said, anybody got a range? Brendan goes 53. Poof! I sent it, man. The mystical flight of the arrow, man. And I'm telling you, I hadn't got to enjoy this with yeah, R.C. Knox, yeah, but this is the first bull we put down, but we center-punched that dude, man, at 53 it, yards. So bull awesome. runs up the hill, dead in less than 15 seconds, Joe. I mean, the bull hits the hill, probably run what? What do you think, Brendan, 70 yards, 75 yards? No more than 80. Yeah, yeah and I mean, he runs up that hill, stops. And we see him go down on video, and I hear him crash. He's not gurgling or anything like a lot of them do, so I, I'm still nervous, man. And, I mean, you know, Brendan turns the camera on me, and, man, I'm about to hyperventilate. I got the video like it's bad, you know, because, I mean, it, it just happened that fast, Joe. I mean, you know, you go from from nothing and working your tail off to here you go, the bull walks in the set looking for the party, Boom. and he didn't know he was the guest. Lo and, <laughs> lo and behold, this was the same bull that yeah. we had called in while trying to get those cows back That's the right. day before. And there's a, there's a parallel coming up to this, too, because Joe's got a little story about Luis, but I, I, yes. it's true. So, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure, so, so that's all I got to say. Uh, he stopped out there at 53 yards. R.C. Knox told me, he said, I can't shoot, I'm not going to shoot that far kill that bull and i'm gonna let rc down i center punched that bull he died <laughs> and then i guess uh we had to call the cavalry in because let me tell you son Whoa. that place was up in a nasty area and i i guess i just get the the honor of killing bulls in nasty areas but as <laughs> long as you got the mafia with you and and brendan rc knox and the flatlander cole cole and uh and and Joe Gillia, you ain't got to worry about it because they're going to – Rob Canales. Canales. Yep. Those guys came up, helped me quarter my animal, 
and uh, and packing down because it was it was dirty coming down mm. that mountain. Nobody had to go back. Nobody had to go back. We got him all in one trip. Yeah. Rob and them came for the last hind quarters. Him and Cole. Cole is an absolute savage. Uh, but to be able to stand next to RC Knox and put our hands on a bull. After passing so many that RC called in for me, it was a RC. Was my a, my question to you is: Would he have passed that bowl back in the day? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So yes, in your I mind, has, has he evolved? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has very much so evolved. <laughs> very much so. Yeah, it was a, it was a special time, guys. Uh, you know, I've said this a thousand times. I'm a meat hunter. I, it doesn't matter if it's a cow or a bull. Now I keep, you are. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. now he is. No, there's no <laughs> doubt. I had, a, I had an elk in mind, yeah, yeah. and I knew what I wanted. Yeah. And there's not, there's nothing wrong with that, guys. I mean, at the end of yeah. your day, it's, it's your money. Yeah. It's your hunt. You're going to spend it how you want to. But I would tell you that that's a really hard thing because I didn't know elk hunting was this, this difficult. Right. You know, I did not know that it's this hard. You know, I know many guys like myself took me three years to kill my first bull, yeah. you know. And uh, I, I think you've been four. Four or five years four. yeah four years so brendan's had, had his himself going through struggles but listen this it's it's so hard but it's the hard that makes it awesome am i yeah. am i right oh yeah most RC, definitely it, it, it was a it was a special time for us to be able to, to be with rc brendan's been with me on several bulls i've killed you know and and manano too i've had guys with me the the whole time chav's been right there by my side this is a i, I wouldn't say necessarily well, you know, it was all me because it wasn't. We were all contributed to that. RC was using his hyper cow call. Uh, you know, everybody was contributing to that deal. You know, we were cow calling and, and doing bull sounds and stuff like that and ended up having an opportunity at 53 yards. And you guys know I say this all the time, man. I, you know, and the, the mafia even give me a nickname, One Speed, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and that's four-wheel drive, low gear. Low <laughs> uh, yeah. So mafia gave me the, yeah. I got one speed and it's slow, but I promise you, you put them in the set, Big O's going to deliver. So, yes, sir, uh, we uh, we sent it down range and and we were celebrating over hoofs and horns, fellas. Yes. So uh, it was an epic time, man. All my buds came up to help me. Uh, I needed it because I was about to die. Uh, <laughs> it was high elevation. There's no air up there. Uh, and and Joe led the crew back up here to us, and we got it. We got it going on. Um, but for me, it was so special to have R.C. with me this week. R.C. was one of the best friends of Carl Gam the late Carl Gamage. And we've reminisced so much this week about yeah. old Carl and it's been great. What, what he yeah. meant to us, you know, and, and how this all started from Carl Gamage, you know. Uh, so, you know, but unbelievable time. Um, and we're going to kick it back to the mafia again. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. man, I mean... Uh, wasn't very long that, uh, that, you know, it, you can't kill them from camp. Exactly. Off, huh? exactly. Yeah. And, and what you got to remember is every day, you know, we've got, uh, we've got Rob and, and Cole going out, you know, Chav's in the blind, uh, having his, <laughs> Chav had one day in the blind, man, that just, uh, I think, you know, wore him out a little bit because, you know, first of all, so he cold. froze, yeah. and, and then uh, he had chart. He, you were reading or playing a game on your iPad, right, during the day. You know, when you. Oh uh, yeah, I was laying down reading a book. Yeah, but yeah. but in that day, 
it wasn't charged up, so you were like, oh, oh day, yeah. <laughs> I got nothing to long, do long, except long look day. at the chipmunks. <laughs> Those are some wily coyotes that were in there with you, boy. I'll yeah. tell you one run up my leg when I went and got you blind out this evening, man. They were, they were high strong. What was and, you feeding them over there? <laughs> and that's the thing, too, you know, you, when you were talking about how Manano hears everything like that. Yeah. Look, if you hunt elk, I think I sound like Jeff Foxworthy, <laughs> you might be a red. No, if you hunt elk and you've been in the woods, you probably hate squirrels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, a, I mean, yeah. fond affection for them rascals. Oh, you're trying to hear these elk on oh, clunk, clunk, and you're like, oh, 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 oh. And it's kind of nice. They get your blood going, wake yeah, you up a little bit. Yeah, they cut them cones and knocking on Oh, they're just dropping Not them all that, over the they place. They also start yeah, chirping when, when they, they get they alert. alert. They get alert. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I wanted to throw that in and, and – you know, you guys went out and but but Chav yeah. Chav's so let's go to Chav. Actually, you're right, one hundred percent. Let's let Chav tell us about his encounter first because he, oh, okay. he came before Luis. Well, like uh, that day, my iPad was working. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after sitting down for a, a long time and a, a very cold morning, um, I came back actually, and then Joe took me back out. At I want to say well, actually, one o'clock. that day you st- you stayed in camp and only went that afternoon. Oh, okay, that's right. It was right, so yeah. hot. Yeah, I get the days all yeah, messed up. Yeah, because you were so worn out from the day before. Yeah, yeah. You took me out there at one. Yeah, about one o'clock because it was hot as can be. Okay, so uh, yeah, at uh, so for an hour I was reading from the seat and then I got tired and lay down and and. Uh, kept reading you know I had it by iPad like this and I'm laying down <laughs> and I and I thought I heard something unique and different because it's a theme here. yeah because the squirrels were always throwing stuff <coughs> so you, you always thought oh I missed something and then I, you get used to it after a while yeah but I heard something a little bit different so so I kind of crawled up flipped around and looked out and there were three cows and a and a bull out there, and in the walla. Yeah, yeah, at the waller. Yeah. And I could see that the cows were starting to move away, and the uh, the uh, bull had just turned around and was going to follow him. So I got to my seat. I grabbed the bull. You know, I didn't. I didn't even have time to get uh, uh, nervous or anything. It was already knocked, so I picked it up. And I had ranged everything out there, and I could tell that he was at uh, 45. You had, time, you had time to range everything. Oh, way before. <laughs> yeah, way before. <laughs> had all his landmarks already lined up. All my landmarks. How, about how many times did you range every one of those rocks, man? Well, today I, uh, well, I'll get back to that. <laughs> today there's one thing I didn't range, and that's where the bull came today. But anyway, uh I had everything ranged, so I knew he was at 45. So I drew back, and he was quartering away. So right as I decided to shoot, you know, everything's in motion already. He steps forward, and I see the arrow go, and I hear a whack. And he kind of limps away. And I probably would have had time to just take another, take another arrow and, and take a second shot, because he wasn't running. He's just walking away with a limp and uh, he went up by a rock and stood there for about 
Uh, 10 seconds, it seemed like longer, but you know. And then I saw him slowly walk up the hill, you know, limping with his head down. And then I texted everybody, 310, kill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody answered. What Chad didn't know is that if the Zolio device is covered, you don't get any yeah. reception, right? Yeah. So anyway, I figure, well, I'm not sure exactly where it hit, and it could have deflected it into the cavity, or, you know, I really didn't know. But either way, I was going to wait uh, three, four hours, and then I figure, well, by then it's going to be dark, and it's really cold out here, so maybe we'll go in the morning and, and do the, a tracking job. But I did ha find time after uh, two hours to go to that big rock, that he, that he stood by, and there was some blood, but it was red. So uh, it, it uh, was probably uh, muscular from the muscles. Yeah. So uh, that meant uh, it was going to be a slow death if he died. Yeah. But I've seen it many times where they, they recover from that, that type of injury. So Superficial, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, so I'm sitting down, and, and about a... Oh, this happened at 310. At 7 o'clock... Then things really started happening. I had two cows and two calves come in and play around. And at one time or another, both cows were broadside at 30. So I'm like... He could tag this all out, Joe. <laughs> so and then they walked away. And then a big bull walks in about 15 minutes bull. later yes, at about 60 yards. And he just walks all the way across. And that's out of my range anyway, <laughs> but I'm looking at it. And he goes up to the rock where the other bullet had stood, and he kind of stopped and reversed his course and went back the way he came. And then the last group to come in was uh, a bull chased five cows into the uh, waller, and the bull played in the mud for, for a long time. And at uh, several times during that, it was probably 15 minutes, seemed more like a half hour. Uh, several times during the, the course of that action, uh, I was presented with multiple broadside shots at cows and the bull. And I just watched all that and tried to get it on film. Wow. Look, I want you to know we, you know, the mafia put over 60 miles on. Chaff seen more bulls than anybody in the, in the whole daggum <laughs> camp hunting the water. But listen, you guys, that we need to learn from that. You yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, that water was something they had to have. And, yeah. And they were using that place frequently. So two bulls that were either hit or killed were over wallers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, it was and extremely when, hot, you know, so yes, they, they were going to visit cow, them. And my cow was close to the wall. That's, right. That's and right. Another thing, too, that uh, everybody's kind of mentioned that may have, you may not have heard was... Uh, I saw close to 20 uh, elk that day, and not a single peep from the bulls or the cows or the calves. They, they were totally silent. And I know, so there were a lot of bulls coming into everybody that were silent. So, you know, you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, Brendan had a bull come in silent to him at a waller, you know, at a, at a, or a little pond, right? Mm -hmm. Right, Brendan? Mm, no, the one I called in. Oh, he bugled. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's the only really one that made all, a peep huh? yeah all week that's actually yeah. talked yeah well and, and i think you know you <clears throat> know because chav had some days where he saw nothing right when it was cool and wet right 
And then once it got hot and dry, action turned mm -hmm. up on yeah. that. So right. yeah. So that's, that was really that's good. something to put in the you know, in the memory bank. Hey, when it turns hot hot and dry, we know where to get. Get between yeah. those corridors between the uh, the wallers and the water. Absolutely. Yeah, and they don't necessarily wait till you know, when I saw all, most of the uh, elk was uh, after seven. Yeah. But uh, the one I shot came in at three ten. And you seen and, one today. And today it was twelve thirty when he came yeah, in. Yep. Midday. Yeah, midday. midday. Cool. Mm -hmm. So yep. the following day. Grinders tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Elk Hunting Podcast. Our goal is to share our knowledge and help you flatten that learning curve so that you too can have some of the very same incredible experiences that have given all of us here at Elk Bros a lifetime of memories. If you like what you hear or see, you can get all of this information plus so much more from our Base Camp Elk Hunting Training Camp, the first in a series of online courses from our Blue Collar Elk Academy. Our Base Camp Training Camp allows me to use my coaching style and share almost 40 years of elk hunting experiences successfully hunting elk on public lands as well as over 20 years guiding hunters of all ages and experience levels. This course will be like nothing you have ever experienced in concept and structure using success-based coaching techniques that will elevate your confidence and skill sets. Our camp will prepare you specifically from that final moment most in your control, those final minutes or seconds the elk is in front of you, backwards through each step and level, allowing you to see, visualize, understand, and relate every coaching point to what lies ahead, the next step, the next thought process, the next success. Because, y'all, you've already been there. You know what it looks like. By tapping my 30 years of teaching and coaching experience, our camps are developed considering multiple learning modes with text, visuals, audio, as well as video. And Base Camp will benefit those new to elk hunting all the way to the 10 to 15 year vet. So if you are looking for that one thing to help you fill that tag this year, invest in the most important piece of equipment there is, you and your elk hunting knowledge. You can find the Blue Collar Elk Hunting Academy and the Base Camp Training Camp at elkbros.com. That's E-L-K-B-R-O-S dot Keep dreaming of the screaming, believing in achieving, and most of all, keep grinding. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> the following day, um, I, and, and before the following day, just real quick, be quick. We, we had we had a few <laughs> we had a few opportunities, right? And uh, so we were going going uh, up in the hills, slow, cow calling. And as we're going, as we got to this elevation <clears throat> that we're talking about, this cow comes running in. Manano hears it coming, and he's like, "Get ready, get ready!" And I'm You're trying. Like, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, Look I can I can hear it. <laughs> I can hear it. And then the cow came in. <laughs> And I'm getting ready, and obviously it, it, you it, it, it was what within 20 yards, less than that, less than that, yeah, 18, 18 yards. yards, and it was behind a, 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 a some pine. trees, and I just didn't have a shot. He had he had clear view, and even though I tried to move, I just couldn't find a clearance. And then, but we couldn't we couldn't call her at this point. Yeah. She's within she 18 was like yards. I didn't want 18 wanna, yards 
watch him in the face like yeah. he couldn't move. So she just didn't like the silence, kind of turned around and, you know, went away. So big, big lesson learned there is like, hey, these, you know, they're coming in silent, they're coming in fast and we just have to be ready when yeah. we hear the minimal thing, right? Yeah. Well, um, you, you got a little wind and I said, draw. Yeah, yeah, and I drew. And he drew the ball, and the cow, eat, the, I mean, instead of going this way, yeah, turns like turn around. behind the pine. Is, yeah, and it was, it would have been, yeah, it's a quartering, hard quartering away shot as she was going away. This is not, definitely not the shot I wanted to take. So that happened. Then we got out to the top, and we're like, well, you know what? Why don't we just sit here and listen for a while? You know, the, the area had a lot of sign it was almost evident that something was going to walk by and sure enough man it wasn't i was dozing off sleeping and i we heard a crack both of us got up and then i grabbed the bow and then we i don't even know where it's coming i'm telling you this cow walked by us 12 yards and we had a lot of those close yes <laughs> oh, we had one at three feet yeah. Yes. Almost touched your broadhead. Yeah. 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 Got yeah. You guys stay That's tuned because right. they're going to put produce some of this video out and uh, it's going to be some really good stuff. Yeah. So that cow passes by at 12 yards, comes through the, the, the little strip of, of pines that we were kind of taking a nap in. And when I grabbed the bow, I, I, I'm like, they're going to be right in front of us. I kind of moved to kind of knock the arrow. And she stops, looks to the right. Obviously, she picked up on the movement. And then she turned around and took off running, man. I felt so dumb. I'm like, man, I should have moved. I should have let her let her pass, walk in front of me, and then, you know, draw from behind her like I was going to do last year before Manano uh, decided to Get let that phone. elk talk to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, it's just one of those things that you don't react. Um it's so it happens so fast that sometimes you just don't you know have the uh, ability to react accordingly so i was bummed out about that and then on the way back around the same altitude again we see a cow and the cow was coming up the manano saw the cow coming up the ridge slowly and we had been cow calling as we were walking making noise and um, this cow was kind of slowly coming up and she kind of slowly stopped behind a tree where I didn't have a shot. Had, it kind of was the case almost all the time. <laughs> and then... It was thick I, in there though, bud. It was thick in there. Yeah, it was thick. Yeah. And then she... If I would if I wouldn't have cow call at that moment, she probably would have continued coming up. And I guess I just kind of rushed the situation and I threw an extra cow call that I shouldn't have thrown. Right. Nervous energy, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, it, you know, think, well, why are you hanging up now? You know, just keep on coming. And yeah. it's through that little cow call. And man, she just like, hmm, what's you up? Have to wait. You know, I'm not seeing anything and this yeah. sounds awful close. Mm -hmm. She was 25 yards down, yeah, down the 30 hill. 30 yards at most. And, uh, and she didn't like <clears> it, turned around, took off running again. So I guess. Again, the patience also sometimes paid off. Not, you know, and, and knowing when to be quiet too. And, and, and That's right. once they get into that bubble, it's just, if you're the caller and you're the hunter, you better be quiet. That's you right. know, I think it's at least that was my learning um, this yeah, year. Yeah, why, why throw something out if you don't have to? It gives correct. your position away. Yeah, correct. You know, because they know right where you're at as soon as you holler. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, so, you know, we had, we had a few things like that. and, and we, we had an argument. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> we did. because Really? Unbelievable, but we did. And uh, <laughs> so that day we just kind of talked about, because he was like, man, we just, we, we just don't need to call. We just need to walk quietly and just, just watch them. So the next day we tried doing that just not calling the first half of the day because yeah. we were just staying up in the mountains. It was so hard to get up there that... <laughs> yeah, from we, camp, it's like, like 45 yeah, minutes. for us yeah. to go up there to then get back to the mule, to then back to camp, to get back up there. We just, like, for three or four days... Four days in a row, we stayed... We, we just stayed, stayed up in the, the, in the mountains for the whole day. The whole day. So we're like, okay, we're going to try not calling, just simply walking like freaking ninjas across this thing. and Because seafood. everything was silent. They everything were, yeah. was silent, and, yeah. and we probably have more opportunities this way. Well, guess what? We were silent, and we walked like ninjas, but nothing happened. And w yeah. There was one moment in which I decided, you know what, dude? No, it just this doesn't make any sense. We have to call because then, you know, there's no interaction. There's There's got to be... And I threw out a few cow calls, man, and sure enough, a cow responded up the ridge, and there was a group of cows there, but they, it, was, it was almost like, well, we're here, but we're not liking what's going on, and they just kind of ran up. We're here, we don't like your yeah, cow call. Yeah, we don't like your cow call. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that lesson, yeah. because that's critical, because, you know, it's what we always say is that, yeah, you can go through the mountains, but it's just like trying to find your wife in Walmart. Exactly. You know, you're, you're going through one of those aisles and they're going down another aisle, mm -hmm. you know, right on the other side and you never get to see each other yes. because you're just not in the same vicinity. Yeah. Whereas when you add the call, you actually can then bring them to you for the encounter, even though they're not, if they're not talking, they're yeah. still coming so, in. So Manano and I were having that, those, okay, so let's put the facts on the table, man. So what have we seen? What has worked? And he's like, well, you know, the, the calling is not working because they're not responding. I was like, well, but if you think about, I mean, look, look at how they have come running yeah. right. to us, and especially the first three days. Obviously, there was some change here in the weather and some of the stuff, but I mean, I think we can probably come up with a, you know, I agree with the fact that not making a whole lot of noise, maybe trying to walk like they walk silently. Right. And then every once in a while, when you do make a noise, you just throw a few cow calls and stuff like that, just to kind of broadcast a little bit around you, help you explore. Because obviously, what you can what you can see in these woods, it's not as far as what they can hear when you throw the cow calls. So we said, okay. It's just, I think we need to come up with some sort of a hybrid strategy here to where we can just, you know, do that. Just yeah. walk really slow. I mean, we'll use your ears and eyes to, to try to spot. And then when we do spot or if we do get a response as I'm cow calling as we're walking and making noise, then we get into the situation where, okay, now let's go back to the fundamentals on how, you know, we, we bring them and, in. Right? And look, we're not able to stress it enough. If you're going to be successful at elk hunting, you have to adapt to what is going on at that time of year for those animals because of the conditions, because of where they're at and, right. you know, in, in what mode you have to adapt. So, you know, instead of trying to beat a dead horse or to right. cram a square peg in a round hole, you guys yeah. adapted, man. That's yes, yeah. just, that's incredible. That's so what we're saying. Next morning, um, I, we had, 
walk that whole ridge up and down, left and right. I mean, you name it. We've been all over that place, over a place over that ridge. And then Manano is like, man, how about this area? You know, I mean, this is kind of south of you know where I kill my cow. A little, you know, ways farther south where, where you kill your bull. Uh, Beto, and then, water. and then there's water. There's a bunch of walls that I want to explore, and I'm like, you know what, man, that looks like a good plan. You know, let's let's yeah. go ahead and do that. So when we got there, the first thing we did was check the wind, and the wind immediately kind of just altered our plans a little bit. And we, it was a steep ridge, but once you got to the top of that ridge, we were both winded when we got up there, and then. That's when we checked the wind and we started, we, we had to start heading south on the ridge and just to kind of, because, because we wanted to sacrifice the initial part of the hunt in order to be able to then come back to return north, with the wind. northwest yeah. Yeah. To, to have the wind in, sure. on our Face. faces. Yeah. So, great point. Here's mm -hmm. another nugget. Yes, sir. You know, you guys wanted to hunt a particular area, yes. Yes, sir. didn't have the wind right. So you went with the wind at your back knowing that yes, you might be able to call something from the sides, but you yes. were sacrificing that section until yes. you could make the turn. Yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, Good. sir. <clears throat> and then as we were going through that section, I told Manano, where the heck are you taking me, man? Because this area <laughs> had falls on top right. of each yeah. other. I mean, it was just... We were he was at, mad at me, actually. Yeah, we were going, <laughs> we were going under trees and around yeah, trees, and there was yeah. one part that we had to like, for I don't know, uh, 50 <laughs> feet, we had to, uh, uh, or 50, oh. 40 yards actually, we had to walk on top of a log, just balancing out, you know, and yeah. uh, had the bow and. Obviously, he didn't have the boat because he had already tagged out, so he was super agile. I'm like, oh, clumsy and yeah. stuff like that. Getting there through is a wood. difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we were running up through that stuff. He said, "This is ridiculous, <laughs> man. This is hard." You yeah. know, stepping over all that stuff is crazy. Yeah. You know? So, so obviously, even even as we're making all this noise, I'm just throwing cow calls because I was like, well, this I know this is unnatural, but you're just gonna keep cow calling. Yeah. So we get to the first meadow. Um, obviously there's some sign there, some old sign, yeah. and then we say, okay, let's go to the next one. It was cool because all these, all these little parks were connected, right? And then when we get to the third one, um, it, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's an open area and th they look like volcanoes, these meadows, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like, it's, uh, craters, the, the, yeah, crater. craters, right? Mm -hmm. So we're on the top of that, of that ridge of the, of the meadow. And then I started cow calling. And then I was like, you know what? I, oh, I forgot to mention that day I forgot my my Reed. my reeds. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, oh man, I forgot my reeds, you know, and Manano was like Manano was kind enough to take the one out of his no, mouth and hand no. it to you. <laughs> no, that did not happen. Yeah. Yeah. He had two new reeds in his bag. Sure. And Good I job, Manano. Way lot. to tell him no, that. I'm proud of him. And Manano. You know he's slobbering on him things. Oh, you know he's slobbering on him. And as soon as he handed it to me, I said, you're going to put it on the list, right? <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? I'm not like you. I don't write it on things. Yeah. So, uh, so I go ahead. It's on the list. But cool enough, man, this read, I was able to put it on and just kind of make decent sounds out of it. Uh, right off the bat, I said, "Man, how is this?" I was like, "Well, that looks decent." So when we get to that ridge, I throw out a few cow calls, and then I was like, "You know what? I'm going to throw out a bugle." I throw out a bugle, and uh, after I finished that bugle, 
I just go over a couple cow calls. I was like, okay, let's keep talking, let's keep walking. And then all of a sudden we hear, and it was like, we went like, juggle. both of us that, look at each other like, bull. holy crap. Like we so, 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 yeah. so <laughs> just so you understand the topography, I'm on that ridge and then right to our left, it's a, a little ravine and that ravine has its own little bump in the middle and uh, and then it goes back up to another ridge on the other side so as i we got the wind immediately we checked the wind and the wind was actually going uh, if, if i'm facing north uh, from the point that i bugle and that and that bull bugle on the west yeah. of me then that wind was actually going uh, northwest okay so Manano and I went down the ravine into that little hump of yeah. the ravine in the middle in the middle northwest to make sure that that wind was kind of going pushing that thing that direction as the bull was on my um, on Frank West so he wouldn't catch our wind so in other words the bull wasn't gonna catch your wind right yeah yeah simplify but, but the thing is once we get there once we Thank get you. there and we start um, calling and stuff like that, you know, the bull keeps on coming, breaking branches and stuff like that. And, and we're like, Banano gets behind me to the left and he starts cow calling too, which was perfect because I was cow calling, he was cow calling. It, you know, it sounded so you're like we saying had some, that a badass cow call. No, it was horrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it was better than but nothing. But it was effective. Yes, it was better yeah. than nothing. And then. I, I, I hear the branches cracking, but then I check the wind, and the wind now is going from the north to southwest. Like going towards the bull. Towards the bull. Yeah. And then, uh, so at that point, I'm like, holy crap, I'm looking back at Manano and telling, trying to tell Manano to move over so <laughs> he can pull him, out, to of pull him out of the wind. Yeah. And he... he he was. He started raking a tree. He just he understood every single Brandon but the one. Thing, you know? Get out of here! Yeah, you yeah. wave to him. You wave to him. He's like, yeah, yeah. oh hi. He's like, yeah. yeah. Go so, get him. So I Go see the man. I see the bull. I see the. I see the bull coming out on the clear in front of me on top of that ridge, and I'm like, oh my god, this is about to happen. He's gonna get blown away by the wind. He starts coming down the ridge, and. I misjudged his distance. When I first ranged him right on top of the ridge, I thought he was coming down parallel. I ranged him at 40 yards. When he get, got close, I thought he was more like 20 yards. And uh, man, so Beetle Lack so is a full force. I did a Joe Gillian. You know, you know, you learn from the best. You just kind of have to follow through. But so I, I drew on the bull. He was. He came right on the window, going towards where Manano was, um, just kind of listening. Manano was quiet. I was quiet, and I cow call. Go, yeah. A bull stops broadside. I'm like, this is gonna happen. I let it loose. That arrow, complete mess. <laughs> I know, man. I, I was at 20 yards, <laughs> and I saw the arrow go. Like, on the, yeah. on the on the ground. It went right between its four legs, tall. man, underneath the belly. I was about to shoot him. So I was like, what the heck? You know, so obviously at that point, I decided, I was like, yeah, yeah, started cow calling cow again. Call and, uh, and he, stopped. he stopped, immediately knocked another arrow, and he then turned. He drew turned again, and then went, Fatal yeah. flaw. Yeah. Right. And he stopped and turned around and started coming straight at me, 
hard quartering towards. And all I could see was like his chest and just part of his butt, you know. <laughs> and I just went and aimed. I knew at this time where he was at because obviously I knew I had misranged him for 10 yards and he was a little further, so yeah. I shot him at 40 <clears throat> yards. Frontal, hard quartering towards. The arrow went through on the left side of the chest and it came out on shoulder. behind the right hand, the right, the right hand shoulder. Right shoulder. And he just, I knew immediately that was a good shot. He turned around, went up the hill, tried to go back up the ridge where he was, stopped halfway, felt sick. It started, you know, getting a little dizzy and he just rolled, he rolled down the, the hill. And then just obviously once he got down, he tried to get back up a little bit, laid a little bit further out and he was he was out. So was one done. thing that I, I want our listeners to, to know is there were two things in that, you know, uh, you shoot a ton of pigs where you have shot that shot, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, you know if you don't haven't seen these guys shoot, they're they drop dimes, man. And and uh, and the, the second <clears throat> thing was is it's it's kind of a catch twenty two, you know when he shot that animal for thirty and he was forty and <laughs> missed clean. Yep. It's because he shoots a very heavy arrow. Yeah, that's right. And but at the same time, when he put the frontal on that animal and drove it all the way through him, it's because he shoots a heavy arrow. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's kind of like yeah, that know, that arrow was buried halfway into the dirt after it passed. Right, it yeah. passed through the front of the chest, <laughs> right. came out the animal yeah. and buried in the ground. He, he so. felt the pressure because I got on my side, I was around to pull the trigger. He <laughs> <laughs> so he felt it. <laughs> what so. I think is a cool parable here is Luis had, had made mention that I killed his bull that you and Manano had drawn on, yes. right? Mm. Now, Joe had been up here scouting the day before, before we went in to to uh to come hunt on this side yeah and joe let us know about luis's book yeah so yeah yeah. so i i came up here scouting i I drove an hour and a half to come do a scout to see if i could like three in the morning scared the hell out of all of us i thought joe had had some kind of heart horrible gas pains or something (laughs) you know i was like damn he left at three what's wrong is chab all right i mean yeah so yeah he left at three o'clock so everybody can i just want want everybody to know is this guy's so selfless you know he wants everybody to be have the best time that we can have and and be successful that he used his own time to come over here and and scout and had an amazing day of scouting oh yeah i came through and i i really from where we are here at camp it's it's not you know two miles where i went in (laughs) and started and uh i got in there and the sign was everywhere tracks was everywhere i wanted to see if i could get just a response out of something so I was covering my sound as I was going and with some cow calls, came to one of those craters you were talking about, threw out yeah. a cow call and right away, ah, I get this bugle and I'm like, oh shoot man, I, you know, and I, I did not want to call in an elk, that wasn't my goal, you know, I didn't want to educate anything, I just wanted to see if I could get a response and, and man, it was, uh, uh, all of a sudden I see a bull down in the bottom start walking in and i'm like okay i'm just gonna shut up he won't hear anything and he's gonna go walk off right yeah. so as, as 
As I do that, he starts walking, he comes up. I'm put, I'm standing there in black pants and a black t-shirt because all I'm doing is looking for sign. And I got my camera out like that. And that booger comes up, comes up the hill, get a beautiful shot of him coming up the hill, comes up, stands broadside at 15 yards. 15 yards. Standing broadside at 15 yards. Y'all gonna see some of that footage coming up. And I get a picture of him. So when I come back and I see the horns up, I go, Oh, those look familiar, and I pulled out the video, man. Exactly. So I have your bull <laughs> on camera. On camera. On a lot of great videos. Yeah. yeah. A lot of great videos. Same, yeah. same thing with these guys. They saw my, my bull that I ended up killing. Uh, a lot of parables here. I drew him in. Yeah, he, uh, Manano drew on him. <clears throat> that bull didn't know how close he was to dying when Manano drew on him. I mean, a lot, a lot of parables here. Uh, one of the things I will say is we're hunting here in Colorado. We've encountered several, well, many hunters while we've been out. Yes. Uh, whether we've called them in or they've called us in or whatever it may be. i got to say, man, all the guys here have been very, very nice. friendly and very, yes. very cordial. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Uh, uh, Absolutely. You know, RC and I had mm-hmm. a scenario today where we were on a bull. It was the first, second really bull that really responded to us and it was on a little cow calling sequence where we started off this morning i didn't make three or four good little cow sounds real light muse and this bull i mean he just opens up over this little area we've been hunting over a dry walla and i'm like man this is gonna happen and if the bull gets within what about 75 yards of us rc and i mean rc's got eyes on him and he's breaking a tree a whole nine yards and um Anyway, as we ended up, um, the bull just stops. He's coming, and all of a sudden, he stops. And we hear a bull above him bugle. And we're like, man, that don't even sound. It's like a location bugle. It's not even because so, I've got this bull escalated now. He's he's, he's angry. He's, we, angry he's starting yeah. to, he's starting to rip off gnarly bugles, and I'm cutting him down. Right? We're raking trees. Yeah, I'm raking trees, and man, it's come. He's coming. RC sees him. RC moves forward, so he leaves me and moves forward. I'm like, oh, oh, oh this. I'm fixing to turn the other way and go the other way, right? So all of a sudden, he just shuts up, and RC motions me over there. I'm like. What's up? He goes, man, something happened. He turned and he's going away from us. I'm like, man, this doesn't make any sense. So we hear another bull not 150 yards from us. So we start easing down through there and I'm cow calling, I'm cow calling, I'm cow calling. And then, I mean, making it sound like I got a herd of cows with me, you know, and nothing. I'm like, what is going on? RC, what's what's the next thing you saw? Y'all can only guess, right? Yeah, uh, two hunters. Yep. Two guys had bailed off the ridge with the wind up their tail ends, and (laughs) the bull was in the set. You know, and those guys were just chasing bugle and look man you gotta do something they said that they did they said we've been chasing we've been chasing that bull off the top and we didn't understand why he was coming down and now when we heard the the, all the cows that were down here we thought he had a whole herd of herd of cows down here he said but was that y'all the whole time i said yeah it was me the whole time calling him in you know so you know, instead of us getting angry and and having, it, we took it upon ourselves to introduce ourselves, introduce them to Elk Bros, talk about our base camp. This guy, Lieutenant Colonel Brown and Nathan uh, Rig uh, Raglan, uh, guys out of Texas. So some Lone Star State boys up here. 
uh, Lieutenant Colonel Brown's out of Georgia right now, but he is a, a, a hometown in Plano. Um, so, I mean, fantastic guys. Got a picture with him, Joe, and, you know, and then we called him in a second time the same day. So, I mean, <laughs> it, those guys were hunting the same area that we were hunting. But listen, when you do this, you're going to have to go through some of that. You tip your hat to the guys, wish them their best, and you just keep moving. Yeah, and, and, and two big lessons out of that. For everybody listening, you know, if you do not have the wind right, it does. It, it's not going to do you any good to chase anything. Right. That's if you right. don't have the wind right, you're not going to kill an elk. Yep. So if you if you hear a bugle and you've got to go a mile out of your way to get around on that so that you can get an opportunity, that's what you got to do. Because as long as you have your wind going at those animals, you are not going to be successful. Agreed. Just flat out. And and the other lesson is that is a lot of times we're calling an animal. And all of a sudden they shut up and we think it's us yeah or we think we did something wrong yeah. or we think something they you know listen. what the heck or listen. or they just decided to shut up when we don't really know the that there's there could be another hunter that gets involved in that 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 they scented just like that and you would never know it right, That's right. That's or right, it could have been another bull that got engaged with it but we don't know all the time what's going on with that so don't don't think it's always you or that it's always the animal there's there's people trying to kill these critters out there yeah, so, and not to mention other animals trying absolutely, to kill these critters absolutely absolutely uh, you know colorado is an awesome place joe big biggest country i've hunted beautiful. lots of tons yeah beautiful place tons and of talking about the country sure so look when you look and I, you guys you look on base map you look on onyx and you go oh from there to there oh that's only a half an inch it's not very far at all man and and what you don't realize is in that half inch you're going to go 400 feet 500 feet vertical and then once you get up there that that little tiny meadow is huge yeah it's big i mean it's 200 yards by 200 yards you are going man and i mean so you know when you look at a map and some of those areas look like, I would just tell you, do one of those areas so that you get a perspective <laughs> on how big it actually is because yeah. it's a lot bigger country than what you think it, it is. is. And you, and you, and you don't consider deadfall, you're not walking in a mall. You got no. deadfall, you got- With Lava rocks. Oh, rocks. You got trees, you got up, you got down, Holes you got water, you got bogs, I mean. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful state, beautiful Un country, absolutely, and 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 great people. So now, if anything, just thank you, Colorado, for you know having us. Yeah, and, uh, and thank them for for their liberal season too, man. These guys get to hunt a whole month, yes. you know, in archery season. So I mean, they say they've got the most elk in Colorado. Well, I'm telling you, elk bros came up here and found out that this is this state's got elk in it. Oh, and, if you pay attention to the signs, this is this is I think is critical. We we figured this out. It was hot. It got hot on us. It got dry. These elk were susceptible at water. We all killed them real close to water, right? And we all had encounters within yeah. close proximity to water holes. So Absolutely. you guys need to put that in your in your database and we'll definitely have it on our base camp coming up joe and scenarios on where we're going to think about being able to set up on elk in between corridors between water and and wallace and guys it's for us we've been out of here for a while it's almost two in the morning um we're splitting this podcast 
into two parts, so you're hearing part two right now. (laughs) But uh, the next time you hear us on this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the lessons learned in Colorado for us or some of the things, you know, uh, uh, there's some encounters we haven't talked about. You know, uh, RC's had a lot of encounters. I had a lot of encounters. Um, Rob Canales learned some great things out here. You know, uh, Brendan has some incredible encounters out here. Uh, We're going to talk about some of those things because I tell you what, I've been doing this long time. And uh, uh, Rob, what was so funny in one one of his things, he had a heck of a lesson happen. And I'm like, it's a learning moment. Well, I almost had the same lesson after having 40 years of experience. So um, we're gonna talk about some of the things that, you know, when we come back next time, we'll talk about some of the things about Colorado that might help you out when you come here. Um, And some of the things that were our epiphanies, uh, things that were our lessons, things that we're taking home that, you know, hey, we'll be back, you know? And when we come back, we're gonna come back that much better mm, learned stronger. for here. We did a lot of right things because, man, there's a lot of meat going home from this camp. That's right. And mm. Elk Bros rose to the challenge. Absolutely. We came to Colorado, we filled tags, we used our style, and we made it happen. So That's I'm extremely yeah. proud of this camp. I'm, I'm proud of all of you. And uh, guys, uh, I, I can't wait till the next hunt already. Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> guys, if you like what we're doing, please subscribe rate and review you got to go to apple podcast or itunes and look at elk more elk hunting content at elkbros.com and uh, if you want your questions answered on our show please send them in at info that's info at elkbros.com and like we say in the lone star state husbands kiss your wives wives kiss your husbands hug your babies keep your broad head sharp and your powder dry and we'll see you next week right here on blue collar elk hunting peace peace everybody I got a whole bag of tricks for five by fives and six by six. Whether there's snow or a bit of rain or that mountainous terrain. I got a pair of boots that fit just right and Phelps calls get them close to my sight. When I pull the string and I watch that carbon hit, I just elk it. Man, I just elk it. I just elk it. I waited 350 days I watched the wind blowing from my old ways And I watched the path that he walked in the fall And there's no failure in my head When all I'm tracking is red With the fist pumped to the sky when the beast is dead I just elk it Oh man, I just elk it I just elk it Like a baseball bat 
His body's as big as a rodeo bull. I'm a cowboy on his back. I slip the buck knife under his skin. I quarter him up with a big old grin. And I feel the pack with the gold that I'm gonna be eating. I just elk it. Oh man, I just elk it. I just elk it. This rack is turning heads upside down The cooler's on and he's gonna start chilling on down, down, down I just elk it Man, I just elk it Oh, I just elk it Come on!